Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gig Money Podcast. I am Cody. And I'm Andrew. And today we have the illustrious Brandon Johnson talking with us about his various different side hustles. You might know him from Late Night Savior. You might know him for filling in on a Vera Union tour. You might know him from selling you a vacuum. So without further ado, Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing so wonderful. It's it's great to see both of your beautiful faces. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell everybody a little bit about uh, your your musical background and what you're doing right now. All right. Well, I uh, I started a band called Late Night Savior uh, in about 2012, and that's been my main main project that I've been working on. But I've also been in bands like Parish Lane uh, with Cody here. Um, I've Played guitar for the Veer Union and done some Sleep Signals tours. And, you know, I, I'm pretty much a whore. I'll just jump on with anybody that will allow me to go on the road. That's that's pretty much where my life is. But Late Night Savior is my main gig. <laughs> for sure. You just came home from a, a tour with Sleep Signals, right? Yeah, I uh, I did about a month out with those guys. And then I I flew from Colorado to idaho to link up with late night savior to do a couple more gigs and and i came home last last week at some point i don't know the days have blended together <laughs> it was a monday tuesday maybe last week it happens <laughs> it, it happens really fast all right so yeah uh late night savior everybody check them out we'll post some links uh to some of the music that they have put out over the past several years it's awesome definitely Got to check it out. Um, but I got to know you started in 2012. You've done a whole bunch of different projects since then. Um, how many tours have you done at this point? Not not a crazy amount. I think it's less than 10. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Well, well, let's go to your first tour ever. What was what was that? Well, the first tour was was with a band called Parish Lane, and it was oh. wild. <laughs> I've heard of them. I've heard of them. I know those crazy guys. They're so um, huge. I know. I, I can't remember. It might have been you, Cody, that uh, hit me up about going on that run with you guys. Well, I feel like that uh, that serves uh, my recollection of what happened. Yeah. yeah. Jumped on with you guys after a couple weeks of of practicing and and hit for a month on the road that was that was quite the adventure getting to know you guys uh the the ac in the van being out which seems to be a a constant in my life of air conditioning not working while on tour that's uh, a common theme <laughs> it seems to be that's the big advice to all touring bands get your ac checked out you know fix it make sure it's very important all Morale. right you heard it you heard it here <laughs> first kids Get your AC checked before you hit the road. Get your AC it's, checked. Bend over and check it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not any stranger to working outside in the heat, though, are you? You've, not uh, at all. You've done a couple of, what, what do you call yourself? A What you used to call yourself an irrigation specialist, right? Soil redistribution engineer and irrigation specialist. See, it sounds so, so great when you say it like that. Fancy. <laughs> I'm very what professional. Would you what would you actually call it? 
uh, digging holes. <laughs> digging holes and putting sprinklers in. Yeah, yeah, digging holes to drop some pipe, and that's what we would do. Mm, I love that. For hours and hours every day in the sun. It was horrible. I mean, it was fine, but it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, during during the summer months especially, but in Utah, where you're from, the uh, winter time does not work very, very well for being an irrigation specialist, so you would have the winter time off to work on music. Right. That's exactly right. Yep, yeah. I would sit so, on my fat butt eating noodles and writing music. Worked out really. better than that. <laughs> nothing better than ramen noodles and music. So that would be your first side hustle, you would say. Yes. Yeah. And so. okay, so what 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 came after irrigation specialist? So after irrigation specialist, I moved a little further south and took over uh, your old job over at HCA, doing the warehouse bit, hauling carts around, medical supplies. And then from there, started working at uh, one of the venues in Salt Lake called The Depot. And that's where I, that's still my side hustle is working over with those guys. Yeah, you've uh, gotten pretty far. Um, you're the stage manager currently, right? Stage manager at the moment, uh, working on a promotion to a production manager. Awesome. That awesome. Takes a little bit of training, so that's the stage I'm in right now. <laughs> no pun intended. And for, for those of you outside of Utah, <laughs> uh, the Depot is actually kind of a really cool venue here in Utah um, where a lot of really cool bands have been. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal. Brandon's kind of a big deal. I'm a big deal. Yep. <laughs> now, I remember you telling me a story about another side gig that you had, um, selling vacuum cleaners, specifically selling three vacuum cleaners in one sale. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> well, all right. So I was down and out on my luck, got laid off from my job at ATK, um, making angel flares. And we needed some money. Okay, hold so on, I, hold on. You gotta, you gotta explain what what's going on there. ATK oh. Angel Flares is that is that classified information? No, you need to redact no, no, that no. on the. Okay. So the the Angel Flares is just what uh, shoots out of fighter jets to get the heat seeking missiles away from the jet. So I used to make those for the Air Force. Um, for a very the, very brief time. And then you started selling vacuums. And then I started selling vacuum cleaners. I uh, started selling Kirby vacuums door to door. And it was, I'm not much of a salesman. I'll be honest. I would walk into most uh, homes and just, hey, man, I'm a vacuum salesman. Here's the vacuum. Do you want to buy it? Most people would say no. Um, but one guy, I, I can't remember what he was trying to do, watch a football game or something. I, I can't ever remember exactly, but uh he had three levels of his house. He was like, yeah, sure. Just, I want three of them to bill me. I was like, okay, right on. Great. You know, I dropped them all off and, and got the check, went, uh, check bounced. And we had to go and repo all three of them because he canceled the check. But no he way. did clean his house. He cleaned it good because they were very well used. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the gig, you know, you, you just leave the vacuum. It's great. And then you take it and then it gets a brand new one the next time. 
I've never heard of anybody repossessing vacuum cleaners, but knowing oh. how much those things cost, yeah. I understand. That's crazy. I mean, I've repossessed sprinkler systems in the past as well. That's uh, that's oh, wow. got to be difficult. Fun. Yeah, just <laughs> you got to dig it all you know, up. Again. You put it in the ground and you take it right back out. Oh yeah, you just, just as much work. Their, their house while you pull the pipe out of the ground, just throw it in the <laughs> truck. Matter. <laughs> <laughs> then the check clears and, and you have to go back and install it a second time. <laughs> I just lay it on the ground. You guys take it. So in these different uh, jobs that you've had, have your bosses been aware of you being in a gigging band? And how did they respond to that? Yeah, so I, I always make it really clear when I get into a job that um, my main job in my eyes is is being a musician, being on the road, uh, studio time. So if that clashes with being a part of your business, Sorry, but this is, we'll just have to work around it. And I don't know why, but uh, everybody's been super cool with that. And as like when I was doing the sprinklers, um, doing the tours, I would just tell them, okay, that sounds great. Uh, we'll keep your checks rolling in for you. Hit the road. Uh, at the hospital, it's the same thing. I, I got a position where I could come and go as I pleased, which which ended up, not working out in their favor because uh, I, I forgot to go for a little while, like 16 months or something like that. I forgot to go back to work. <laughs> and uh, they sent me in the mail like a, a, a five-year service pin for being a part of the company. And I opened it up and I still work there? That's unbelievable. <laughs> so so I went back and I worked for a day and then I left. But <laughs> they, That was the softest firing I ever got was from that job. Uh, they yeah. uh, wow. They called me while on tour and asked me if it would be okay if they hired somebody else and, and closed out my position. And I said, <laughs> okay, that that'll be okay. I'm like, okay, if you want the job back, it's all yours. Perfect. Oh wow, that's that's incredible. But having worked in the same spot, um, yeah, I definitely know they were just awesome, awesome people. And yeah. it's it's crazy because. You have to feel very, very lucky in that situation that people can be understanding about it when a lot of times that's not the way it is. It's yeah. it's not like that at all. Very fortunate to to work with some really great people and who who not just believe that you should be doing this, but really encourage you to go out and and follow music, follow your dreams. So on that note what would you say has been your best side hustle experience? The one I'm in now, uh, working, I work for Live Nation, owns our, our venue. And um, again, working with them, working in entertainment, um, they definitely encourage me to be out on the road. And, and it's not just not a problem for me to be gone. They encourage it so much so that I can come back and introduce the things that I learn on the road to make those in bands and, and other acts traveling through more comfortable. You know, what did you learn from all of these venues along the way that you want to implement at our place? And, and so that's been super amazing working with those guys. They're, they're really looking out for me. Awesome. Yeah. That, that seems like a little bit uh, above and beyond because you can take your experience from the road and bring it back and say, 
you know, this is, this is what might help us work better as a production, as a venue. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's great. Definitely happy for you in that position. And I think you're, you're the guy for it because you, you work hard, you do what you got to do. And Definitely you're not an asshole when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get there, but. And you're a damn fine person too. Hey, don't tell anybody. Yeah, you find out. It's out. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> uh, yes, but I gotta ask: if you weren't into music, uh, if if that wasn't the main focus in your life, what would be your main passion? I've I've always really loved um, cooking. I would probably be um, in a restaurant somewhere. I I worked in several restaurants and and things in the past. And I just always loved that environment. Fast paced, you know, you're, you're creating something. I don't know. There's something so fulfilling about just creating something for somebody else to enjoy. Um, so I, w- I would say I'd, I'd definitely be in a kitchen again. Be a chef. Oh, I'd try. <laughs> I know how to pour cereal really well. So <laughs> yeah. that's where I'm at. If you're looking for cereal, I'm your guy. Sounds like you're a pretty good ramen chef too, right? Oh, Got the I'll slay the ramen. I'll slay the ramen. Years of experience. Years. Yeah. <laughs> My microwave gets a lot of work. <laughs> well, you know, you do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. All right. So you just came off a tour and you've done several in the past. So what uh, has been the craziest thing that has ever happened to you on tour? Was the the shining moment of like, holy crap, this is crazy. It might've been on that first run with you guys. Um, when we were in new Orleans and I may or may not have had a little bit too much to drink. And then we followed that girl to the other bar and Todd had to chase after us in the van and making it to the other place. I decided, Hey, I'm going to smoke a lot. And smoke through a couple packs of cigarettes and drink more than any human being should have. But waking up the next day at Lambert's to eat some food. And I was on another planet. Um, <laughs> but going in, I kept having to, you know, excuse myself to the restroom because I, you know, everything that I consumed was maybe making its way back. Um, and I was making so much noise that everybody out in the in the waiting area, they would ask me if I was okay or clap when I came out. And, are, are you dying in there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably dying. He made it. Um, he survived. I, I survived barely. But I, I'll never forget how funny I thought that place was because they throw the rolls, you know, the hot rolls. That's and, just what uh, I was thinking. <laughs> I, well, I feel like you don't have a full appreciation for that moment because you were in a, another place I and we were totally just sitting not. there kind of enjoying our barbecue breakfast and uh, yeah, they, they threw the rolls and you know, if a server was coming by and you wanted to roll, you just put your hand up. Well, uh, you, you can probably tell this a little bit better than me. I just think it's hilarious to this day. I mean, uh, I just remember sitting down and looking across and some dude held up his hand for a roll. 
they really wound up and chucked it across the restaurant, pinged this old lady in the back of the head, and she just made this the craziest noise. So like I, I didn't even know that they were throwing rolls at this point. I just sat down. And then hearing this old lady get hit and ah, you know, and fall into a soup or whatever it was, but just the noise she made, oh, I will never forget. I hope I hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, going to be a little something more like her eyes would turn bright red and like <laughs> demons would spawn. Just so everybody is aware, she was okay. She oh, she survived. Yes, she was fine. For at least that name. <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything past that, but she was okay. So it's it's, it's, it's it's perfectly fine to giggle at her getting. Pinged in the back of the head with a with a roll from this Lambert's <laughs> barbecue spot, which was awesome. It's a great place. I look forward to going back. Yeah, yeah, definitely got to do that. Uh, and then you know, between stops at Denny's, of course. Ooh, Denny's, and I, I think I've spent more time in Denny's than any human should. <laughs> um, that's my jam. I love that place. What's your favorite uh, meal at Denny's? Ooh. Moon's over my hammy. <laughs> That's, That's great. Because I, I get funny looks when I order it. <laughs> now that it's on the menu. Chicken biscuit gravy balls. That's primo stuff right there. Peanut butter what? pancakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Todd loves the peanut butter pancakes. But I got to <laughs> say that. Um, the, the the moons over my hammy is especially uh, funny because we have a dog that he is a Havanese. He's white. He's kind of chunky, and um, his original name was Ash, but for some reason we decided that his name was Ham. It was much more <laughs> fitting to his personality for him to be Ham. And so, of course, with all of those different pet names, you come up with more and more nicknames on top of those. And so eventually he became Moons Over Miami with the, <laughs> the role on the R that my wife is so good at. Moons Over Miami. I can't do it right. And that's that's the dog. He's he's Moons Over Miami. That's awesome. And we also have Mashed Potato, who is a smaller white potato. dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, we're, we're, we're sticking with a theme here, naming our pets after our favorite dishes. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Be like, I mean, pork chops. Oh, yeah. Come here, pork chops. the way. Well, I, I named my dog uh, Evan Williams. So it's after. Ah, a different <laughs> favorite, favorite dish 2.0. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've eaten a lot of those Evan Williams bottles. You know, it's, it's mm, good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you have to, especially when you're trying to save some money on tour. Got to got to go with the Evan Williams rather than the more expensive top shelf stuff that treats you a little bit better. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You got to play it kind of easy when you're when you're on tour buying cheap liquor. Um. We would. We started by buying Crown on one run, and we went broke very quickly, <laughs> and ended up 
buying just bottom shelf vodka or whatever we could find and mix it. You always have to mix it with something like, oh, I got squirt, you know, and <laughs> vodka. It's the worst decision. I think that's how really good drinks get like, you know, found. Desperation. It's like, oh, yeah. how did you come up with this great concoction? <laughs> well, make the most disgusting alcohol taste bearable. And there mm. you go. There's your cocktail of the day. <laughs> I, I don't think you can make Malort palatable. You know, and that's the worst mm. thing. You just haven't tried hard enough. That's the thing. You oh, tried hard enough. I've tried so hard. There's <laughs> Believe me, there. I've tried so hard. <laughs> yeah. So, so Cody asked you about your greatest thing that happened on tour. What about a story about the worst thing that has happened to you while you've been out on tour? The worst thing while out on tour honestly could have been this last run with sleep signals um it was so so hot in the midwest like excessive heat warnings every day no ac in the bus no windows to roll down um so we're just cooking in this pill um so naturally we've all got like fans set up we're all in our underwear you know laying in our bunks just suffering through it um and the fire extinguisher exploded. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It, it was instantly filled the thing with this fire retardant and everybody's <laughs> screaming. Nobody can see anything. Um, and if you know anything about the history of sleep signals, you know they've been through a, a few pretty scary little runs. So um, my mind immediately went to probably going to die here. Um, so. We threw open our, our bunks, bounced outside. One dude went through the roof, and there we were, just five dudes on the side of the road and one on the roof, um, <laughs> while smoke just billowed out of the out of the bus. It was that was pretty scary, just hearing that noise and and everybody screaming. And they're in their underwear out of and, and in our underwear, and you would never believe it, but here we are. All these naked men and our broken bus, and nobody stopped to help. Wow. <laughs> well, one dude ran up with a fire extinguisher, but that was that wasn't that was helpful. <laughs> that was that was. How are you going to put out a fire extinguisher with a fire extinguisher? Just, just, just stop it, already. sir! Please, that's the. Can last you bring thing a flame? <laughs> please, please bring flame. <laughs> we got plenty of the other. See, it's funny because it's something as innocuous as it's just the fire extinguisher exploding and nobody was hurt, thank goodness. Um, but absolutely, that had to have been completely, like, frightening. I can't chaos. imagine. <laughs> just chaos. <laughs> and I, I, saw, I saw pictures afterwards where the entire inside was coated with this white, powdery film. Oh, and, yeah. uh, man, you guys spent all day and maybe the next day cleaning that up right it was it was a good five or six hours from that point and you know we were driving quite a long distance to the next show hoping to cover some ground but just had to stop and all of our clothes bedding food everything had to be either thrown out or washed and then we spent hours just scrubbing the shit out of that bus and vacuuming stopped at a car wash uh yeah it was not not the funnest moment, but it's a good story. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you guys, you guys 
just kept right on going, kept on trucking. You're like, you okay, it's nothing serious. We can keep going. And you just made it happen. And I think a lot of people at that point might just hesitate and mm-hmm. not continue. But it really says a lot about a musician who's willing to take those kind of crazy things that happen on tour and just keep going and make it to the next show. That's the that's the passion drive behind it, you know? Like, you know things are going to go wrong. Um, you just got to accept the fact that, okay, we're going to have to deal with it, you know? And the hope is you don't have to cancel any shows because that's the whole reason you're out there. That's, you know, what fills you with enough joy to make all those bad moments disappear, you know? So um, just got to make it to that next gig and make it happen. Adapt, overcome, and achieve. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> take that bus and drive it right into the aftermath oh god <laughs> I, <laughs> which is which is an excellent album by late night savior check it out okay and uh uh moving on so advice to other musicians um what what, what kind of further advice would you give to musicians that are kind of wanting to do this touring thing and wanting to get some side hustles going so that they can make a, a living and get out on the road? Um, I, I would say, honestly, working your side hustle in music or in entertainment, they're going to be more lenient towards you leaving, as, as I've discovered, you know, work at a venue, uh, run sound lights, do that kind of stuff, like gear your life towards it and and make it available for you and then when you're finally ready to do the runs make sure that you have all of the tools that you need for the road not just for your instruments but for your vehicles especially make sure you have all of that covered and good insurance that's the biggest advice good insurance all right so going along with that a good side hustle for somebody who wants to be a touring musician might to be an auto mechanic so that when you're that out on the road, you can fix whatever goes wrong and just be on your way. Specifically, air conditioning units. Yeah. It's very important to have airflow. Yeah, just hire a guy who does air conditioning and t- teach him very, very simple bass lines. And then he can be in your band, right? <laughs> anybody that. can do that. Anybody can play the bass. Just fine. Somebody Not anybody can play the thing. bass. Well... I mean, Andrew, Andrew and I were just talking <laughs> the other day about a bass player who we really look up to who was playing an eight string bass mm-hmm. that was set up similar to a 12 string guitar. So instead of just having oh, eight wow. separate strings, they were paired in twos and they were set up. Um, the two strings were a chord of some sort or a fifth or maybe even an octave. And, you know, I don't know a whole lot of bass players that could pull that off because playing a 12 string in and of itself, a guitar is, is very, very hard, but the bass strings are like super, super thick and you got to build up some crazy calluses for that kind of work. So shout out to all the bass players out there. All right. Not everybody can play the bass, but I'll tell you what, there's a very important member of the band that I think just about anybody can do. And that's the guy who presses spacebar. <laughs> that's that's a very important role. <laughs> so find a spacebar player um, that's also an auto mechanic. 
AC technician. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Solid advice for anybody out there. It's always where, you know, all the astronauts hang out too. The, the space, space bar. bar. <laughs> Ah, shame Andrew, on you've been too much Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about the uh, introverted astronaut? Turns out he just needed a little space. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you. Well, I, I need more. <laughs> I, I need I, more. I have never known you to give up on dad jokes. Oh, no. Brandon, I've missed Oh, no. <laughs> you can't get enough of those dad jokes. I know this. You you are not wrong. I think uh, many, many a nights, Andrew and I have gone back and forth with our dad jokes. <laughs> you can't good, go back and forth nights. with Andrew on dad jokes. You can just, oh, he, he, you can just yeah, listen hey. to Andrew say dad jokes and well, try to come up with something and then fail. Yeah, he has an amazing knack for taking your dad joke and adding a second joke onto it. You know, I always feel like I say the punchline and he always comes back with, oh, yeah, you know, there's another part to this. (laughs) He's got the inception of dad jokes. It's a joke within a joke. It's got Mm -hmm. layers. Layers, And that's why we love him. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. Well, that and the killer beard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. All of his hair moved down to his chin to hear the music better. <laughs> exactly. And now it's getting stuck in my guitar strap. It's kind of uh, frustrating. Oh, <laughs> yes. So we're going we're gonna to incorporate something and uh, copyrighted design that the guitar strap does not interfere with your beard. Yeah. So check that out. Coming 2025. Love it. <laughs> patent pending. Um, patent pending. Yeah, don't steal that idea. We'll kill you. Nobody. I mean, we'll We've got we won't we won't kill you. We'll just look at you really really rudely across the room. You know, you you kind of started to touch on something that I wanted to learn a little bit more about. But you were talking about cheap alcohol while you're out on tour. What are some other things that you've done while out on tour to save money? Like really extreme things you've done. I don't know so much about extreme, but, uh, you know, if you Did go you wash Walmart, your socks in the river, I've been intoxicated a lot. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, baby wipe showers are, are always good. That's a good way to save money instead of $9 or whatever at the truck stop or having a gym membership. But He's how is somebody wipe. supposed to, shove in a handle of fireball into a place where you're having a baby wipe shower because that's not enclosed like a regular shower. Where's the surprise uh, element? You got to have shower shots. See, I, I forget about this. Okay, here's how, here's a, how you save money. You go to Walmart or any grocery store in the city that you're in, look for a K-slot sale, right? And then you buy sardines in hot sauce by the case. And that's all you Save him money. No. I really thought you were going to say um, bologna sandwiches. Oh, God. Bologna <laughs> sandwiches, as amazing as they are, I don't think I've had one since. <laughs> and, and you'll never I, have one again. On the Amp Farm Tour, I think I ate a thousand. It felt like a thousand. 
bologna sandwiches. And well, they kept me alive. And I appreciated it. We had to keep your blood sugar up. And I had to keep for anybody listening, for anybody listening, we uh, we're referring to a lot of different things that happened on the Alien Ant Farm tour, including anytime Brandon would take a shower or anybody in the band, we would break into the bathroom and force them to take a giant swig of Fireball just to keep the party going the whole time. You can't stop. Can't stop. Won't can't stop. stop. No, no, because when you're sober, it's over. <laughs> or at least we thought on our first big that, that would, tour with Alien Ant Farm. That was definitely the mood. <laughs> when you're sober, it's over. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't suggest that to everybody. I and mean, it, it doesn't really save you a whole lot of money just drinking the whole time you're on tour. <laughs> and you got to be responsible. And somebody's got to drive. And... Yeah, ab- ab- get absolutely. On the road. Just don't be irresponsible. Don't be irresponsible. It'll cost you a lot of money. It will. It will. It's good advice. Yeah. What was that? Was that the craziest way you've tried to save money on tour? The sardines, sardines and, hot and hot sauce, sauce feels pretty. Pretty it feels crazy. pretty crazy. It feels it pretty does. crazy. I mean, the rest of the time, you know, you. Siphon some gas. That's not too crazy. Um, that kind of, of stuff. Just random cars. The little things. You know, start buying super cheap uh, $5 bottles of, of vodka just to keep you. Because if you're drinking enough, you don't need to eat anyway. So, like, that's usually pretty good. Man, you are just chock full of excellent advice. <laughs> just just be super hammered the whole time. No, don't do that. It's terrible for you. It, but... it catches up with you. It catches oh, yes. up with you pretty quick. You know, couple couple beverages here and there, but keep your wits about you. So um, at this point, I'm going to ask you if you have anything you want to promote to anybody, anything you want to plug. Yeah, um, I mean, Late Night Savior, we've been in the studio a ton, so we're releasing new songs, uh, you know, every month or so. Um, just keep an eye on all of our socials and, and our Spotify and that, and, and keep up on the new music. We're going to be pumping out a ton of stuff. Um, we're going to be playing a, a little tour through Colorado, Texas, New Mexico, Nevada, you know looping around in our area here coming in november we're going to announce that pretty soon so uh yeah keep an eye out on all of our socials exciting things well right, you're not gonna yeah. need ac for that tour so that'll be okay <laughs> uh, well we, yeah. we hope not <laughs> and and for anybody listening who haven't checked out late night savior their stuff is really good i would suggest checking it out yes definitely do Appreciate that you. and uh Check out the dates that are to be released for the Southwest tour that they are going on and uh, definitely catch a show. Um, I imagine that uh, you're probably going to have uh, Grant Evans uh, in tow with that uh, that tour, right? I believe so. We're going to try. He, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Grant also plays bass for, for my group Late Night Savior, as well as being a guitar player for Sleep Signals over the past few years. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's going to be joining us on this run. So if you're just a big fan of him, 
come on out. Yeah, we <laughs> we just had him on last week, and it was an excellent conversation. So uh, definitely an, an, another reason to go check out any of these shows to catch the man himself. Oh, yes. With the crazy Allegedly. red beard. Yes. <laughs> do, do you know that he sells Pokemon cards and makes a pretty good living doing that? You know, he has mentioned it very briefly to me uh, in the past, but I, I don't know how in-depth it goes. Yep, that is that is one of the many side hustles. He he's got so many. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's an entrepreneurial person, just like yourself. Oh, yeah. And so I think it's a I think it's a great fit. And I'm very much looking forward to um seeing if I can catch you guys when you come through Texas. Perfect. That would be awesome to see you. Definitely. So final question. Oh god. It's an important one. Do you prefer waffles or pancakes? <laughs> See, you know, somehow I knew this was going to be a question in this, because <laughs> um, it always has to be. All right. <sighs> Waffles. They got the little syrup cups. It just holds them in there. Perfectly portioned. <laughs> mm, but pancakes are tastier. Pancakes are tastier? Yeah. Oh, you sound... You sound uh, like you're not really certain about your decision here. I'm going to say pancakes. You're waffling a little bit. You stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you stop it right now. <laughs> Let's do pancakes. I eat way more pancakes. He's, he's pan waffling. So, so you prefer pancakes, pancakes to waffles just by I the think so. sheer amount that you consume. That's that's going to be, see, in my mind, I would say, well, waffles are better, but I don't order waffles. I order pancakes. So that just mm, tells me everything I need to know to about itself. myself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I like First one. pancakes and coffee with a lot of hot sauce in it. Cholula. That's what I like. In my You're the first one that has uh, preferred pancakes. Yep, you are the first one. See, it doesn't make any sense to prefer the pancakes, but you know what? How many times do you order a waffle in, in comparison? I don't know. Always. Of course, I hate the Always. International House of Pancakes. So as long as it's, you know, the house isn't made of them, I think it's good. I think they're good. Okay, so you prefer Waffle House to... International yes. House of Pancakes. Hands down, Waffle House. Waffle House okay. <laughs> over... Do I like waffles better? <laughs> That's what I'm just starting to find out. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's yep. the thing. I imagine, based on this conversation, that you will go into a Waffle House and order pancakes. And that says everything. <sighs> That's kind of... Yeah, that checks out. That tracks... <laughs> <laughs> that so, sounds Andrew, we need to we need to add this into the ending of uh, every episode. Where do you prefer Waffle House or IHOP? Because <laughs> uh, I think that's a whole separate question in and of itself. Absolutely, yes. So Brandon prefers pancakes, but he prefers going to Waffle House. Waffle House pancakes. Waffle House pancakes over <laughs> IHOP waffles any day. <laughs> Any day. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I think that pretty much says it all. Right so, 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Brandon, for uh, joining us on the podcast. And like I said, everybody, check out Late Night Savior. Check out what's going on there. Catch those tour dates uh, when they come through. And we will see everybody next time. Until then, I'm Cody. And I'm Andrew. (laughs) And I'm Brandon. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, guys. Pleasure. Pleasure pleasure. as always. (laughs) See ya. So then, so then.